but just like that, we back. I told y'all we was coming back. It took what an extra week, but whatever, we back. <laughs> Me, Isaiah, Torian, we just talking. We back, motherfuckers. We not, we we not uh what video just yet, but motherfuckers. I told y'all last week or whenever. We busy. We got stuff going on. We human, but we back, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Yeah, I'm gonna let uh. I'm gonna let Mr. Uh, Mr. Engaged fucking kick this off. Hey, See, I didn't even. You just ruined hey. it. I, I should have said. I should have said it. Too nah, for late. anybody that listened to the last man, for anybody who talked last <laughs> week, I even I, I mentioned it. I, I was like, oh. uh, I was like, since the last time we recorded, like I'm about to have another baby. He just he got a new house, and I was like, and fresh off the presses, baby, Isaiah is getting married. Yeah. And I said, my boy's becoming a man. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But now, nah, how you feeling, Brad? How you feeling being being engaged? Uh, it's, it's great. I mean, I think that it definitely, it's that level of commitment that you guys chose. Um, and you just know. It's kind of, you know, when you know, you know. And I think um, definitely learning from you guys, seeing how you guys handle, you know, being fathers being providers being good husbands it's uh it's something that i was ready for and i can't wait it's, it's gonna be a journey and i can't wait good shit if if i was to ever give advice to anyone which i don't need to give you advice but if i was to ever give anybody advice getting ready uh marriage isn't something that happens in one day and everything is cool it's really about the the story so it's like one day you might get aggravated but what marriage is is you get aggravated with your partner 10 minutes later y'all sitting there talking chilling like nothing yeah. happened so but yeah My i mean it's like a friendship honestly the climb yeah yeah i would i would venture to say like dude if you didn't if you didn't marry your best friend man that's i think that's a red flag i think is yeah you know like every every i feel like every person in, in my mind, I'd like to think this way. Like, every couple that has ever gotten married, they were best friends before they were married. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was – they had this ornate ability to have conversations and were able to solve problems. And at the end of the day, man, you know, you know as long as, like, you guys are in it together and y'all are a team, man, it's going to be – it's going to be it's gonna be a great thing, man. Like, I would say that – nothing nothing in life truly worth having comes easy and you don't marry somebody for the days that are perfect you marry them for the days that are the most challenging and um you know i'm i'm excited for you i'm happy for you thank you do y'all want to know something that wasn't great and well actually it depends on how you look at it because i got a chuckle out of it but i was scrolling through twitter the other day and i seen old takashi 69 get jumped I seen, uh, oh my God, I also seen last night that homeboy from uh, Creed 3, I forgot, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, it was a wrestling. Him and, yeah, him and old girl got into a fight in the back of a taxi. Yep. I was like, was yo, crazy. yeah. Because at first I, I thought he was like, and he was driving in a car or whatever when I first heard the story. And I was like, ah, you know, he couldn't get full extension if he hit her like he hit Michael B. But in the back of a taxi, <laughs> bro, got some room. It yeah. work. It's, it sucks too because he was really getting some steam. He was getting big roles. I mean, you know, blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. And now I think that kind of, depending on all the details that come out about it, 
uh, I don't think he's ruined his career, but I definitely think people are going to judge him a little differently uh, going forward. But as far as the Takashi thing, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. Homie oh, got uh, beat the oh. fuck up. Dude, I don't understand that either. For someone, for someone like him, dude, who like that was like like what was that like? That was kind of his shtick, right? Like walk around like I don't need security. Yeah, well, the motherfuckers beat the shit out of your ass in the gym because <laughs> so your boys weren't there, set, man. Some heavy set Mexican dudes. <laughs> we they, dude, we live in a like time really too where out. like people. People, they only did that, so they thought they were, oh, man, I hate using these child words, like the clout, dude. Those dudes beat him up for, for that alone, like, for that alone. That was it. Like, there's, there's nothing to gain from that besides them, like, saying that they were they were trying to get internet famous for beating this dude up. Like, yeah. I mean. they don't. What they well, don't mention is, like, that guy's, like, five foot four, 120 pounds. And four of you big ass fucking dudes are beating this guy up. Like, <laughs> it's it's either that they wanted clout, or uh, I don't know who they were. So I I because I, I mean you gotta remember he did come out talking reckless. Like yeah, he, I mean he he had a mouth on him. I do think that they they did beat him up, and and they were it, it got videoed so that they could have the clout. That's yeah. that's the thing now is like every time you see somebody get into a fight or an altercation or something happens. People don't feel the need to like break it up or even just mind your own business. Everybody right. has to pull out a phone and the video is going on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's like a lot of the times people don't, it's not even their business. They don't know the people. They just put on, put on a camera or yeah, they just open their phone and, and start recording because they're hoping, I, they're hoping that this video gives them the clout and they can become Instagram, TikTok snapchat famous and they can make some money off of it and that's it's it's wild bro i think the funniest thing is when he fixed his hair like a like a a mad black woman he pulled his he pulled his shit back like the girl from friday he said man y'all jump me y'all jump me with the little booty shorts he had on like bro why are you working out in that but i mean you gotta think him even being out jail right now is because he snitched on everybody that so real quick real quick real quick sidebar real quick real quick i didn't know he also had charges of molestation as well yeah he had yeah i didn't know that that was shit that he took a plea deal on like yeah a few years before that happened yeah yeah Yeah. see i didn't even know that i just knew him because i never i never got into the takashi heat when he he was coming up like i never i was never that dude that was like oh man i'm gonna listen to his bars and blah 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 because like my nephews they liked him when they were younger but like i was just like ah this rainbow hair color motherfucker that and i knew you could tell that he was he was fake claiming like you know what i'm saying we have a friend that fake claimed or a former friend that fake claimed and i got the same kind of vibe off of him that i got off of him so you know what i'm saying all i'm gonna say man but that's it yeah, the, no, I will yeah, tell you no, there were he, no <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's wild to me that like dipshits like him are him are famous. But I mean, I mean, it just goes to show like now it's it's a different time where like people do like the most out like outlandish things, and people eat it up, man. It's like this like instant gratification and entertainment it's just i don't know there's no substance to it it's it's just silly shit 
but moving forward, you would yeah, you would think like he's gonna have security with him, so you know, he be beat up by four or five people. You yeah. can't sit there and like snitch on like like actual gang members. Like those guys are actually like really doing like hard time now. You cannot because snitch on people like that and then walk the streets free. Yeah, because there may be someone who is willing to risk their freedom to get even. You know what I mean? Like it's just extremely brazen for him to do something like and that. I, I hope he doesn't get hurt. No, he's I'm, probably I'm, going to. Again, well, remember he staged himself getting beat up like a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, he when he first got out, bro, he was searching for like ways to stay relevant. Like relevant, he said, he was. Yeah, yeah he was. And it's crazy because um, Isaiah, when you text the group, and because I didn't know about it, but when you mentioned the Colin Kaepernick thing, I was like, yeah. huh? And you were like, yeah. He said his parents was racist, and I was like, what? So then I looked at it, and I was like, like. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to say they're racist or they're not. What I'm going to say is, is why did you wait eight years after first kneeling for police brutality or whatever Mm -hmm. to then come out after you've been out for years and years and years? And any time previously that you've been interviewed and missioned your parents, you talked about the love that they gave you and all that stuff. But then now you're coming out and saying they're racist. And then the story that he gave is one that I, I'm, to me, again, I try to look at things from both sides. I can understand where he feels a little racism because it was because he wanted his hair braided like Iverson and his parents oh. didn't understand it. And they was like, nah, you're, you look unprofessional and blah, blah, blah. So like, I understand it. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't perceive that as being racist. No. I perceive that as being like, he they already- don't understand the culture. Dude, he's a, well, he's a character too, dude. Just yeah. like, just like Colby Covington, dude. Like all the wild shit that that guy said for the UFC. He's doing it to stay relevant, man. Yeah. Like, really is because what? As as great of a fighter as Colby was, the dude was about to get cut because he wasn't exciting. No one cared. He had to create this shtick, and yeah. Colin Kaepernick has had to maintain this shtick. Like, you know, I'm I'm all for like. You know, he's he's African American rights and against yeah. police brutality and all this other shit, dude. I've never heard about him being accosted by the police one fucking time. Like he had he hasn't, but what I will say is is the difference is, is Cap isn't a character in the sense of he does get out. He has like fundraisers and stuff like that. So he does give back to what he's speaking as to where Colby just talks just to talk. Yeah. I and especially too, that whole thing. I think Cap has done a really good job of segueing his way into staying relevant because he had that scripted show on Netflix where he sounds like a robot narrating his entire life. And then you come out with a graphic novel describing your your upbringing. And to me, I think maybe maybe I'm just coming with a far off, you know, theory. But I think his parents told him he didn't he couldn't have braids because you're a black kid in America. You already have a uphill battle to face. No, I don't want you having braids because that's something else that society can loop you into to being a thug or having a thug mentality or something like that. You know what I mean? I can see them almost trying to be more protective over him about that than 
being ignorant to saying that's that's a you you know what I mean? Maybe I'm just right. trying nah, to be it, objective in my thinking by at least seeing that. And I thought that that was probably one of the most ungrateful like media, you know, relevancy sticks that he could come up with. Like, bro, they literally adopted you. Without them, you don't even your your life isn't your life without them in it and you you say all that stuff about them that's just some i don't know that's it but me the wrong way it's and i agree i think it was like it and it, it also depends on how they said it obviously we wasn't there so we we just know what what has been yeah. said but like if they were if all they said was like you don't need to get your hair braided or anything like that then my parents are racist because they didn't want me to get my hair braided and you know what, you know what, what i'm mean? saying like yeah so then they're racist but um if they said some shit like, hell no, take that goddamn shit out. You're not going to look like one of them, mother, like that, then yes, yeah. I can perceive it. But it just depends on context and stuff. And today, it, in the culture we live in today, don't nobody care about context. Everybody just hears or reads the headline. And that's what it is. Yeah. Is Colin, Kaepernick's, uh, Colin Kaepernick's parents didn't want him to get braids. And it's... Uh, well, since they're white, they didn't want him to get braids. They have to be racist. There's not a, yeah. well, what did they mean by that? It's a, they have yeah. to be racist. It's the most shit I've ever did. heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. Him, <laughs> in that interview saying that he wanted to embrace his blackness at a young age. And it just, I just think, bro, you're trying too hard. You Embracing your blackness when you're black, you just have to be a human being and make it out. That's all. Yeah, yes. Can, yes and no. Just, because it depends, like, and this is me saying as a black man, it depends what portion of the black community that you're trying to stick out to. Because if yeah. you're trying to stick out to the black people that are like, all right, so as we, we understand, if you talk proper, you watch certain things, you do certain things or something like that, you're not a thug or whatever. There's the thug community that looks at you as you are fucking square. That's yeah. if, if he wants to, quote unquote, uh, look out for his blackness, then then that's who he would be appealing to. But mm. I mean, Colin Kaepernick to me is somebody who's quiet, who before I thought was quiet, soft spoken. Him kneeling and stuff like that, I understand, right? At the yeah. time, we were dealing with police brutality. He wasn't being aggressive about it. He wasn't one of the people looting or anything like that. He was just kneeling before the flag, which he had. He took advantage of his constitutional right to do that. I understand mm. all of that, right? Regardless if I agree with it or don't agree with it, he has the right to do it. I understand it. Afterwards, hearing that he's gone out, like he's got into the community, he's given back to the community, he's done fundraisers, he's done things like that. It's one to where I can say he's spoken on something. He's also done something about it. So I don't mm -hmm. think he's just reaching to try to get money just to like increase his stock. You know what I'm saying? Like just fill mm -hmm. his pockets up. But I do think that right now and anytime he mentions coming back to play, the only reason he's doing it is because he wants to be front of mind, top of mind. And that's how you do it now. It's mm -hmm. the, the, the thing about entertainment and what we're doing right now uh, about it. It sounds it, it feels like this is the first time that has happened is where everybody's reaching for justification and people do dumb shit. And mm -hmm. that's how like that's how you get likes and, and money and stuff like that. Bro, in the early 90s, we had jackass. They were the, mm -hmm. the whole sole, sole purpose of that is to hurt yourself and make money off of so that yeah. shit's happened since forever it's just mm -hmm. now it's easier to access because of the internet social media apps and all that shit
But me personally, I, I'm with you. I don't think he should have ever brought that shit out. That's that's family shit. That shit that stays behind closed doors. Yeah, that shit's messy yeah. to me. Yeah, that's messy. Now your parents ain't gonna talk to you now because you're embarrassed. These <laughs> people that raised you, they they took him in when he was like not even four years old or something like that. Right? Could you imagine like a <laughs> like one of your kids like coming out years from now and saying, "Yeah, you know, my dad was, you know, my dad was on some racist shit," and <laughs> you're like, you have to read about it like in the news. You're like, "Yo, what the fuck, bro?" Like. <laughs> Calling motherfuckers not answering your calls no more. You're like, man. Yeah, I said what I said. Hold up. Yo, this guy's bugging. He told me I couldn't eat fried chicken one day, and I knew right there to there. You were racist. Bro, it's it's so crazy now that all this stuff that gets perceived as racist. And it's... I me personally, I I don't care. Like, even if if somebody... You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is going to be my first confrontational take. Since we've been back, I think we need racism. I honestly think we need racism. And the reason that I think that we need racism is for the pure fact that real racism is going to get the best out of you. If you if you endure it, I'm not saying it should happen. I'm not saying I want it to happen. But if we have it, nah, nah I am saying I want it to happen. But it helps. It helps. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Fuck it. It's, I, I've had racism towards me, and I know who not to fuck with. Now people think that they can just go mess with anybody and they're supposed to be heard and listened to. Like, nah, bro, like you in one of them sundown uh, towns and the sun goes down and you sitting there like, they ain't going to do shit to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's true. Yeah. That's people true. just, I, I feel like people of, don't, don't understand A lot of virtue that. signaling in the world too, man. I think people just do that to, I don't know, feel like they're like trying to like maintain a status quo. Trying to like Heck. not look fucking stupid or look like they're aligned to one side, but yeah. I mean, I, I think we live in a world of like hypersensitivity now. It's like you said, man. Everything's racist. Everything's homophobic or transphobic or sexist. Or I mean, you can't the have a can't articulated say shit, opinion dude. about how you feel without coming across as being that. Being well, an ignorant person or a person that has hate, it's just it becomes too much. The thing, the thing with it to me too, though, huh. is I feel like if people would just come out, people I, I can't say everybody, but like people who are canceled or whatever the case may be, they would just come out and say they don't understand it and whatever. It would probably be looked at better. Like if you look at like Boosie, Boosie came out and been like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't understand that shit. And it's it's accepted because he's saying, like, I don't understand it. I think if you, for the people that instead of trying to backpedal when you get caught on some shit, just stand on it. Yeah. You stand on it, then people understand. Like, if you say some shit like that and they come out and they're like, um, well, how do you feel about trans people? And you tell your honest, you know what I'm saying, your honest answer, that's it. You ain't got to try to backpedal and try to look right to everybody because the everybody trying to appeal to every single base now, yeah, it, you don't appeal to nobody. No, yeah, you yeah. don't appeal to nobody. You look fake. It's <laughs> fuck. Yeah. That's well, let's just do it because they pander to everybody, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's impossible. Perfect. Well, I miss the time that like, people just, you know, fucking kept to themselves and worried about their own fucking yards. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Everybody's trying to be in everybody else's business. Yeah, I, I, me personally, I think that shit comes from Jersey Shore in the real world and the uh, Keeping Up with Kardashian. People seeing that, honestly, if you look at it, ain't none of the motherfuckers have no talent at all. They just, they profited off of drama, and that's what mm-hmm. people want to do now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, what, what would I say, like, messy sells, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we're gonna keep saying it. That's why Colby Covington is the way he is. That's why uh, Chael Sonnen in the UFC, he's prime example. Like that's why people are that way. Because regardless if they believe it or not, they're making more money because of it. And yep. they're selling themselves. They're selling yeah. out. <laughs> I'd be watching it too. I ain't even been alive. <laughs> like, oh I'm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just think yeah, it's I mean stupid. it's inter- it's entertaining. I mean that's why there's there's a market for it. You know. Yeah, definitely is. But all right, fellas. So obviously, NFL free agency started a few weeks ago, a month ago, whatever. There's been a lot of moves. What are some of the best moves that y'all seen or some of the moves that you think took people from being either average or irrelevant to contender and people that went from contender down to irrelevant or some of those moves? I don't think there's been like anything like. I thought the funniest move was Orlando Brown not taking taking more money to play for the Chiefs and then took less to go play for the Bengals. I thought that was pretty silly. <laughs> but he's but he's exhumed his selfishness throughout his entire career. When he got drafted by the Ravens, all the crap that he was saying, that's why they traded him to the Chiefs. And didn't he Real quick, didn't he not want to play like right tackle? Didn't well, he was drafted left? as a right tackle because the Ravens had Ronnie Stanley, who was an yeah. old pro, and they were he like, "Nah, hurt. bud." Like, and, yeah. and he was weak as shit coming out of Oklahoma. The dude bench pressed two twenty five like ten times. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna be the strong side, you know, or you're not and gonna be the weak what, side uh, tackle. And you can't Chef push said. anybody off of you. But, yeah, like, Schefter said he's a he was. A left tackle at OU when they drafted him for the Ravens. He played right until Stanley got hurt. He played left, didn't do good. He went to the Chiefs, played right tackle. And he wants left tackle money. And it's going <laughs> to mess up his money in free agency. He should have stayed with the Chiefs. He just won a Super Bowl. That's his problem, though. His his attitude as a professional football player. He thinks player he's his is, dad, dude, and he ain't. Yeah. No, he'll never be his dad. His dad was one of the greatest offensive tackles of all time he's i'll tell you this i'll tell you this the best move hasn't happened yet but if aaron Rodgers ends up playing for the jets i think the jets are gonna be pretty fucking good next year man i mean they were good this year to me it depends because aaron aaron last year took a step down and it not just like not just because the team was wasn't good his receiving core wasn't like as solid as it was previously but his, i'm talking about yeah. he was missing throws that i've never seen him miss just, well, it just like, look like he throws. didn't want to play like, oh he yeah. didn't but he i don't think he's i mean i don't think he's wanted to play the last like three three years i think he's just bagging that money dude he's just like, that dmt boy yeah he's <laughs> my, my man is out another, there faded. he's just trying to take another retreat for a couple <laughs> yeah he out there faded my oh, one of the man. one of the contenders that i think it, and it, it may not – we'll see, right? We'll see. And it may not be this year. I think it's, it's in, in a couple of years, maybe next year or something. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. Bengals are on – and I'm, I'm going to stand on it. I, I think the Bengals are on a downward turn. 
you can't um you can't lose your secondary and you're probably your best defender in Jesse Bates. Uh, you can't yeah. lose other defenders like that. And then you're about to have to pay Joe Brr and Jamar Chase. T. Higgins yeah. wants number one receiver Dude. money. And if you don't give it to him, then. Well, you're about and to open a whole other can of worms with that, too. Yeah. I think that 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 leads me to talk about Lamar Jackson and how the fucking league has, like, colluded to not fucking pay that man because Pat Mahomes took that bullshit-ass deal. Yeah. Fucking, they tried to make it look like he took, you know, I, sounds like I'm piggybacking off of Richard Sherman, but, like, Pat Mahomes essentially took dog shit money uh, in the same manner that Tom Brady always took team-friendly deals. Yeah. Like, his deal looks good on paper, but it's not a great deal, dude. It's like, he's he's making, like, He's the sixth highest paid quarterback in the league, and they're doing that so they can retain talent. Josh Allen did the same shit. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, I'm going to be real with you. Lamar Jackson, as far as, as athletically concerned, he is he's more talented than both of them. And he's won an MVP, and he's been good, and he's going to get fucking hosed because those guys took shitty deals. And then the fucking Browns, are a horrible organization <laughs> and made Deshaun Watts gave him the highest guaranteed deal out of anyone ever. And he was yeah. awful last year when he did play. Yeah. It's that dude's, that dude's getting, that it's, dude's getting a raw deal. I think, and I think quarterbacks now are going to do that deal where like, they're not, they're going to take less money. Well, until the back end kicks in, because that's not the last couple of years of his contract. That's when Mahomes actually starts making real good, you know, QB money. But I think as far as Lamar goes, I always felt like teams that have a running style quarterback don't pay them for risk of injury, which we got to look at it. Lamar has won an MVP. He has made them a relevant team. He is extremely talented. He's also been hurt a lot in the last two years to where Tyler Huntley has had to come in and play a lot. Tyler Huntley's played, like, I think over 15, 16 games in the last two years. Lamar didn't even play in the playoffs. You know, they made the playoffs off the strength more so of Huntley than they did Lamar. They played about the same amount of games. And it's going to look – I'm not discrediting Lamar because I know he's a talent, but you got to look at that. Well, shit, I mean, why would we pay him a whole lot of money? Homie's been hurt. It's his style of play. And I think it's so hard because he's not as big as Jalen. He's not as big as Cam was with their running styles. You know, he looks a little more frail, I guess, to an organization. And maybe that's their thought process, which, I mean, it makes sense, but it sucks that he's not going to get his money for it. You also you also have to look at his organization and see that he's never had a number one receiver. Mark Andrews no. is his number one receiver. So exactly. I'm curious – it's it's I'm curious to see what he looks like with the number one receiver. Uh, does he make the jump passing wise like Josh Allen did? But yeah. are they actually going to bring him a, a legit one though? Fuck no, bro. They signed Nelson Aguilar. Oh my Christ, man! <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah, his best receiver to date since he's been in the league was Marquise Brown, probably. Marquise Brown and he had Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins hasn't been a good receiver for Sammy four Watkins years, hasn't years. been good since his like rookie year. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's been washed. You know, so I think you look at that, like 
of course, all they're going to do is take away Mark. That's all they're going to do. They're just going to take away Mark Andrews, and that's what sucks for him because he's got one of the quickest and strongest arms that I've like watched somebody have. In the Struggles of throwing tight windows, though, too. I mean, he's yeah. he's definitely not as polished of a passer as like a Josh Allen or something like no. that. But the talent is there. It's but he's got but so like much potential. I was I forget who I was talking to, man. The Ravens just have no interest in. I feel like they just have no interest in developing him as a as a as a pocket passer. Like they don't care to do it. Yeah, and no. if they did, and they put some talent around him outside of Mark Andrews, I think he'd be really. He'd be really good. I mean, he'd always be a threat to run, but like, God, man, that he would—they're not doing him no fucking favors, man. Facts. Do you do you guys think that it's because the franchise, the Ravens franchise, is one of those old school franchises yes. who look at it as we won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer, like we're gonna yeah. win on our and running defense. game and defense, and they think yeah. that shit still can get it done. And I mean, if so, they'll be they'll be. Well, Flacco had weapons though too. He, had he, he did. He just he had yeah. He did the, the difference. The difference. He never had like a true true one, but he had way better weapons than Lamar had. Lamar's oh, yeah. Lamar's stuff is like like Hollywood Brown is not a a true no. one. No. Um, Rashad Bateman is not a true one. When they not signed even. Dez in and brought him in, he's not. Dez has has been washed. Washed. So. Yeah, they. This is the perfect draft for them to get a receiver, honestly, or they can go yeah. after DeAndre Hopkins. But this is it's, this is probably the perfect time for them to get a receiver. But again, they're just sitting on their hands. Loaded, yeah. Loaded I, I draft class that, this year too. Yeah, I think one of the teams that kind of impressed me a lot in free agency. I'd have to pull it up, but the Panthers went out and they did a really good job of signing some really talented people to basically like they're going to get a quarterback, you know, it's probably going to be CJ Stroud. And I think they did a really good job of trying to build the entire team. They signed some good offensive people, some, I think a guard, they signed some really good people on defense. I'm interested to see how they're going to do this year. I don't think that they're, you know, going to, Run away with the division because their division right is now, trash, bro. Yeah, that that division is wide open right now. I mean, no team looks shit good. until Bake Dog fucking suits up for Boy, the stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let him cook. Let him cook. I think it's gonna yeah. give everybody in the South a case of the beats, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna break James uh, record. He's gonna throw for forty touchdowns and forty interceptions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, instead of 30 for 30, it's going to be 40 for 40. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I, I think he'll – this is the – Actually, right. no, I'm 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 lying, dude. Derek Carr, I think he's going to do good with the Saints. Oh, New Orleans? Yeah. Yep. Michael Thomas hey. took a team friendly. Alvin Kamara's still there. I forget yeah. who they just signed as a backup running back to. Um, uh, they picked up I... somebody. It was somebody good. Uh I'm gonna see if I can pull up the Damn full it. free agency list of teams that sign people. Don't sleep on the Saints in the South. I think they're gonna be good. They'll be all right. They should. And again, that division is so wide open because Atlanta's ass. Um, Oof, terrible. So, yeah, Carolina is <laughs> iffy. Uh, Tampa losing. I mean, even with Tom, we've seen them. Like Tom got outdoed by Kenny Pickett, bro. Like I'm keeping it a bug, lady. <laughs> it was time for him to walk away. He had no offensive line. Everybody blamed it on the defense. The defense wasn't bad. They just shit. If you're scoring three points a, a game, 
Who do, man? Hey, yeah, look that up, man. Who this? What which, what running back yeah, signed with the Saints? Let's see. Because him and Kamara together, I was when I was when I saw it, I was like, damn. I'm looking. That's right gonna now. be nice them together. Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah dude led the oh, NFL yeah. in rushing touchdowns this year. Because uh, what's his what's his name? Um, yeah, uh, I think so. Miles Sanders went to yeah. Yep. Miles Sanders went to the Lions, didn't he? So that's why he yeah. Or yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, no, he uh, went to Carolina. From, yeah, running back from the uh, the. Dam. No, my th- this is no. Hold on, he went to Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying is, to think of. I, I was going to tell you um, the Bears. Old running back David Montgomery. To, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, to the Lions. Lions. Yeah. So I can, I can show they're you. They're right still, now. dude. They are still banking on fucking DeAndre Swift being good, and that motherfucker is yeah. like allergic to staying healthy. So, so I'll tell you real fast. Carolina, this is why they impressed me. Even though it's Andy Dalton, they got Andy Dalton, Miles Sanders, DJ Shark, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, Justin McCrary, Bradley Bozeman. Shy Tuttle, Deshaun Williams, Vaughn Bell, and Annie Panero. Those are just their big name free agent signings. And to me, that's that's pretty impressive that you were able to go out and get those guys. Um, <laughs> Atlanta looks terrible with who they signed on offense, but on defense, they look pretty good. Um, let's see. Marlon, who'd you guys sign? Who'd be, uh... we've, we've signed offense alignment. Uh, guards oh, in in, yeah. uh, in particular, we signed uh, Sumala from the Eagles. We signed uh, Nate Herbig from the Jets, and then we signed somebody else. We're we're just we're looking to rebuild offensive line, and then um, yeah. you got a Landon Roberts, corner. Patrick Peterson. Yeah. yeah, Patrick Peterson was more the way I'm looking at it is I think that we're hoping we can draft uh, Joey Porter Jr. And no, Pat yeah. Peterson is going to be the mentor to Joey Porter Jr. That's what I'm hoping for. Because sure. you got to think, we, we have the 17 pick. And then since you guys kind of tampered, y'all don't get a pick. So we get the 17 and the 32. There's 32nd yeah. and then the 40, 40-something, 40 40 yeah. So we get, yeah, we get gonna, a bunch of picks early. I'm just going to go over my team real fast. And then, T, I'll go over your team. So. Mike White is one of those. Okay, if Tua hey. gets hurt, great yeah, white if Mike. Tua baby. gets hurt, yeah. If Tua gets hurt, you know, I think he'll be okay. Uh, they resigned Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. They got Braxton Berrios from the Jets, which he's pretty much going to be the return specialist. Uh, Eric Sarbert is eh, you know, but getting David Long, Duke Riley, uh, Nick Needham, Jalen Ramsey. It all looks pretty good for me as far as like our yeah. team goes. Thought that was like bullshit that they got fucking Jalen Ramsey for a goddamn like like third round pick. That's stupid. I think his value. But then again, like the the Rams are so fucking bad. They just got to get draft assets back. Yeah, true. They need to just try to recoup as best they can. Right now, T, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Y'all have went out and signed two, four, six people. Yeah. The best signing was probably Eric Kendricks. By far. We yeah, lost Donald, Drew Tranquil, but yeah. Big Donald Parnum whoop, signed a two year deal. You said who? Donald Parnum. Par, par, par him, fool. Put some respect yeah. on his name, dog. <laughs> I guess he's him. He is. <laughs> but, about? Yeah. But no, I mean, as far as overall free agency, yeah, I think the team that probably impressed me the most had to have been 
the Panthers. They, I think they, you know, they got really good players that aren't quite, you know, big stars, but they're, they're going to contribute almost instantly. And with, you know, probably getting CJ Stroud, he's probably going to start, you know, you want to have a good, yeah, you want to have a, you want to have a good veteran presence around you. You know, that's why you get a, go out and you get Thielen and you get Sanders. You know, you get guys that are well-established vets and good players. Yeah, Thielen's on the tail end of his career, but, dude, he still caught eight touchdowns and I think had 850 receiving yards or 900 receiving yards. So he's still – he can still contribute. Oh, Thielen's still that guy, dude. Like, yeah, he's, he's just, still a ball player. You just – you look at his career and – the one-two punch before they drafted Justin Jefferson was him and Stephon Diggs. So he's always yeah. he's he's one of those those guys. He's like a reliable target where he he might not be someone that's going to stretch the field for you or just burn like take on double teams, but he's one of those reliable targets that every team needs. That third down, third and whatever, you look for him because he's going to be open kind of deal. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that's how I look at him. He he's definitely going to help too because he can help mentor. Some receivers. I know Justin Jefferson uh, talks about how he helps helped him out a lot, become better, faster in the league, uh, and how to utilize his talent. So I think he'll he'll be good there. But yeah, I just looked at the Steelers too. Like I forgot we signed uh, Cole Holcomb from the the Skins. Uh, I'm not calling them the Commanders. Fuck off. Uh, and he landed <laughs> Roberts uh, as well. So we we got pretty much got rid of our whole inside linebacking core. Uh, there's mm-hmm. possibility that we bring Bud Dupree back as our third uh, outside linebacker to pair with Alex Highsmith and uh, TJ Watt. Um, he comes to it for a visit. We've been talking about it for a while. They're going to restructure TJ's deal uh, to get him and um, go from there. I'm just happy for the Steelers. Um, Dan Moore if, Dan Moore is not a bad left tackle. He's just in his second year. People shit on him, but he didn't grade terribly in, in uh, pro football focus. Our right tackle, Chukarokrafer, he's not terrible either. Our guards were bad, like real bad. We couldn't run inside the tackles. Uh, Kenny Pickett yeah. got knocked out twice because our guard has no idea how to how to pick up a stunt. So getting Suomala, who's who was a Pro Bowl guard last year, um, the Raven Clark, who's a tackle, Nate Herbig, who's a guard, and I think we signed one more guard. Maybe I'm tripping. Nah, it's just them two. So Nate Herbig. Uh, he was an eagle a couple years ago. He was a jet last year. Solid big ass dude who looks like a, a mean guard who likes to get nasty. Pause. Uh, but he, no. yeah. So I said pause. But <laughs> but, but like it 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 makes it easier to where we can at least run the ball like we did down the stretch last year and do it for a full year and hopefully protect Kenny Pickett. And, See what uh, see if Deontay Johnson knows how to catch a goddamn ball. Yeah, <laughs> had some had some growing pains last year, boys. It'll yeah, be fine though. Yeah, but um, we we quickly mentioned it. The draft, man, it is a deep draft. Are y'all ready, bro? We're about a month away from it, Got and it right. man, I'm I usually usually it's like two weeks before the draft. This year, I've been up and down. Once I heard the the stuff about Will Levis and how they thought he could be like Kuyper and then we're hyping him up. Oh, he could be the first quarterback gone. And I was like, what the fuck are y'all looking at? He did not. He was. I don't know. He turns okay. the ball over a lot. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> when he, like his, his throwing motion in some of those videos looked great. 
and his arm strength apparently is great. But on air, he's just a more yeah, like, athletic Brett Favre to me. You got to take yeah. the good with the bad yeah. with him. Yeah, I agree. It they tried uh, what to I compare him to Josh Allen, I think. And and I I can kind of understand it. The best thing that's gonna happen to Will Levis is. C.J. Stroud impressed, Bryce Young impressed, Anthony Richardson impressed. He's going to be the fourth quarterback taken. Hopefully, hopefully he goes to an organization that is solid, you know what I'm saying, so he doesn't yeah. get put into one of those shit. Because if he gets put in a shitbag position, he's going to flounder out really fast. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, I think that Richardson's probably the biggest gamble out of those quarterbacks just because yeah. – he, he, I mean, he didn't play nearly as much as the other guys. But if you're if you're taking a guy on talent alone, he's he's probably the guy to take. Got the arm. He's got the athleticism. I think they can they can coach some of the some of the bad shit out of him. Yeah, like they can fix they can fix that shit. Um, I think I think something that's gonna hurt like Bryce Young because. I mean, as far as like overall performance in his collegiate career, he probably had the best career out of all of those guys. But the motherfucker only played three quarters a game, so like he was never like in like like bad spots or tough situation. Um, yeah, he he's never faced really any adversity. I think that kind of hurts him a little bit. Um, and he's small, dude. Like that's another thing. Like yeah, he's, he's small. They suicide. Yeah, they said he's about like maybe a little bit. No, they said he's about the same as Kyler, maybe like an inch taller. Yeah, I Kyler think they've is. lied about his height. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Kyler looks like six a six foot. A, my ass. Kyler, Kyler looks like a, a a child. If you like, if you didn't know anything about football, you you turned on a Cardinals game and he he's running. You'd be like, man, why why is that teenager out there? Yeah, yeah, it's he's it's a little fellow. And, and something that helps Kyler is his speed. But also, he he slides. He protects himself a lot. And when Bryce Young runs, he doesn't do that. <laughs> you know, hold on real quick. You know that's a knock on C.J. Stroud from Ohio State fan? What? That he slides? Him sliding. Yeah. They uh-huh. hated that shit. And I was like, you Excuse guys are nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, he needs to himself. dive for that extra yard. Like, no. no he doesn't, actually. Yeah. He quarterbacks those. Yeah, and you're not playing against one of the best defensive conferences in college football where they have people go pro playing linebacker defensive end every single year. All this draft talk leads me to say if the Chargers don't fucking take Jalen Hyatt, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I think think we're sitting at like pick 15 or 16, something like that. We're right in the middle. I want to take him, like, really bad. I could use that guy's speed because yeah. I think yeah. I think Keenan Allen's kind of He's on borrowed time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, him, well, and, him and Mike Williams so together stretching yeah. the field, Keenan over the middle. You know who I really wish the we, we would have signed? I, I would have loved to have gotten uh, Dalton Schultz from Dallas, but he signed with the Texans. Piece of shit. Did he really? Yeah. Good God. And Texans then the signed Texans, a bunch of people. Man. Yeah, they traded, did. Traded Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yeah, to Dallas. To Dallas, Dallas. I mean, Dallas got – well, Dallas got uh, um, Stephon Gilmore and they got 
uh, Brandon Cooks. And yeah. I was talking to my mom last night, who's a Cowboys fan, and she flat out said, "Man, that you know that that's awesome." But I mean, we didn't lose games last year because our our mm. uh, receivers couldn't get open and our mm-hmm. corners couldn't cover. We lost they games cover. because. Goddamn Dak quarterback was, can't throw. Dak is Dak <laughs> is probably like cl- the closest thing to the new age Brett Favre of what is what did Forrest say? Except you never he's know making what you're a lot get. more money to be mediocre than Brett facts, Favre was. Facts, yeah. facts. Because they wear the same number for you know how tight Jerry okay. Jones probably is right now, dude. Just sitting man, because like, he just had to cut his butt his his butt buddy Zeke. Yeah, had Zeke's to had to cut with the Eagles. Her. Yeah, he said. What did he, he say? He comes down to the Eagles, the Jets, and the Bengals. He ain't signing with the Bengals, Which, dude. Not a chance. Well, well, well it, it depends. It depends. Fit. Well, no, it depends because remember, Joe's in some trouble, my guys. Yeah. Like, That's I mean, it, it it I, it hasn't popped up. Fit. So, and they're also think from what I read. Is he really? Was, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he pulled out a gun on a little kid or something like that. Yeah, yeah I thought they like already like had dismissed right. that. It, Okay, and I thought he had punched another girl or something like that. That oh, Jesus. came yeah, out early. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he has like two th- allegations. So, and then he's making a lot of money, and his production has kind of tapered. And they Whoa. lost Samaje P. Ryan too, yeah. so they're kind of. If Joe's in trouble, him. they need one. Oh, speaking of speaking of that, don't get me fucking started on Eckler, dude. I'm. Oh, oh, I forgot about in that. A, in a in a in a tough spot there because like yes. I I sympathize with Eckler in that situation. He took a team friendly deal when they when they were getting rid of Melvin Gordon. And he's played well. He's probably played as a top two, if not the best running back in the league since he took that deal. And he wants he wants all purpose back money. And I get it. Yeah. He's performed like an all purpose back. The only thing that I feel like hurts him is he does not run well between the tackles. He doesn't. Correct. It's just he's too small. Like, you know, I, and I hate that for him. So, you know, seeking a trade, I totally understand it. But as a fan, I'm just like, dude, there's a, I mean, there's a reason why no one's come to terms on a trade for him either. They yeah. understand that, like, dude, buddy, you're 5'8", 195 pounds. Like, it's not – it's not that we don't like you, dude. It's that you're fucking small. Like, it's it, it'd be different too if he was if he was able to run between the tackles like Christian does. He would be he would be high, like higher touted. But like you said, he he can at times just not not something he does not a to lot. His ability, yeah. yeah. And uh, Isaiah Samaje signed with Denver, and I forgot Denver is one of those teams that. I, they didn't make a bunch of like splash moves, but they did come out and fix their offensive line. Yeah, they they fixed that. They signed Samaje. They, I, th- I think, uh, who is it? Javante Williams is coming back off of that. Yeah, ACL. he's coming back they, off ACL. They're looking from what they said. They're well, they're not looking, but they're open to moving either Cortland Sutton or uh, Jerry Judy. Oh, well, yeah, uh, man, I get, get rid of Sutton, man. Me personally, T for you, what you were mentioning of Keenan Allen being a little bit older. If y'all could get fucking Jerry Judy for like a fourth round pick, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's basically he's basically Keenan Allen except faster. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'd love to get Jerry Judy, man. That's what I think they're going to take. Madison. I think they're going to end up taking Jalen Hyatt or Quentin Johnson. I think. Yeah, they're, well, they're going to go receiver. How? How? So I've heard. I sorry, take off like this, but I've heard on receiver wise that like everybody's mock draft is 
completely different. Like I've, I've heard Jalen Hyatt's going to be the first receiver. I've heard Jordan Addison's going to be the first receiver. I've seen uh, the kid from Ohio State. Um, he's going to be the Jackson. Yeah. Seeing that he's going to be the first receiver. I've seen teams say that they wish that they could skip to next year so they could draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Uh, Those, those scouts have a hard O for that kid. (laughs) They said, they said when during their pro day, uh, Mike Tomlin went to him and uh, said something to him that made him laugh really hard or some shit like that. And um, I guess they asked him about it, like, what did you say? And he said, you guys remember uh, when Chase, Chase Young got drafted by the Skins and uh, everyone asked what I thought of him. And he was like, you know, we never pick early enough to get a player like that. He said, I walked up to him and was like, hey, you remember whenever I said that? Yeah, that's how I feel about you. Pretty much. I would love to have you on my team. I would but give I whatever I needed to, but I'm never going to be able to draft you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough break, man. Yeah. No, he's, yeah, he's, no, that kid's gonna be great. Yeah, he's gonna be a fucking giant or some shit. But like fucking that. duh, though, like the fucking pedigree that, that kid comes <laughs> from, dude. Yeah, his dad doesn't miss shots. No, <laughs> not even one. <laughs> but nah, uh, which which one of those receivers do y'all think is gonna go first? And Jigba. Um, I, agree. I think the Ohio yeah. State kid goes first. Yeah. And then I, I think uh, probably Quentin Johnson, Jalen yep. Hyatt, and then uh, Jordan Addison. And the only reason Jordan Addison's not going to be taken as high is because of his, I think it's his size. He's not a very yeah. big guy. The 170 pounds, 170, yeah. 178. And yeah. He, I, thought, low, I thought, man. yeah, I thought he was going to run a lot faster than he did. His first yeah. 40 at the combine was what, four or five? I thought he was going to be like low four, three guy. Four, uh, Speaking yeah. of fast fucking 40s, dude, how about Nolan Smith? Working man. his way into the goddamn yeah. first round, man. Four two nine forty as an edge rusher. <laughs> the fuck out of here, man! Like that is crazy. And then uh, let's talk about Andre like Carter going from being a, a a top three pick to like maybe not even being taken in the first round. Oops. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah. Well, Tough he got into trouble, rounds. didn't he? Oh yeah, he got well, a ton he of was, trouble. Yeah. Well, what was it? He was driving the. He was going over the speed limit in the car that. Killed those two yeah. staffers. He, he, I almost, I almost broke, broke and gave, gave a name. It wasn't as similar as you know who, but I don't think he was drunk, but he might have been. I don't remember. No, he was just speeding. I think. Yeah. Um, and then um, he came in to his pro day weighing eight pounds more than the than the combine. Yeah, he was in dog yeah, shit probably, shape, was like, dude. Probably scared as fuck. He probably thinks he's about to Stress. go sit next to fucking uh, sit next yes. to the motherfuckers in the clink. Yeah. That was just crazy. I, I mean, bro, how do you – what was it in the span of, like, two weeks he gained eight pounds? Yes, yeah, because he, he went from being, what, like a, a top three pick? Yeah, to, yeah like surefire top three yeah. pick, too. That's the... He's, he's going to end up being a stealer. Hey, <laughs> y'all could use him. Man. Um, but, yeah, no, like, wrapping up on the draft – um. Who do y'all think y'all's dudes is y'all's teams is gonna draft in the first round? I mean, obviously, you said you want Hyatt. Oh, yeah, your first pick, Isaiah. I'm sorry, first pick. Is, who would you like the, the Dolphins to pick? When is our first pick? Like the fourth <laughs> round. Hey, man, you, y'all can get uh, Marvin Mims. He can help y'all's fucking track team of a t- uh, fucking football team y'all have gone. <laughs> Shit. No, I think what we honestly need to draft is maybe a solid. Backup linebackers or 
you know, an O-line person as far as, like, offense. I think we're good. Or, you know, get a late-round receiver. Like you said, Marvin Mims would be a good fit. We lost uh, our third receiver in Trent Sherfield. Um, Man, fuck out of here. Said, Y'all's biggest loss was Gesicki. <laughs> to the Pats, baby. Yeah. You talking about the gritty god? You talking yeah, about the bro. gritty god? He about to go out there and relive the Grunt Aaron Hernandez days. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I could see them using him really, really well. I didn't. They are. They got Bill O'Brien back, bro. You know, he's about yeah. to use the shit out of them tight ends. Yeah. Two tight ends say you did. It death. sucks that his production went down so much, but we were such a, you know, fast paced offense that across the middle just wasn't really open. And Tua made a lot of risky throws down the field that he didn't have to. I think that's a part of his game that he needs to work on. He, like, he, he to had to because plays. he has to, though. Because he's if Tua played like a okay, this is the difference. If Tua played like Kenny Pickett, he would get ate the fuck up. Because <laughs> you have Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That's the difference. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. If you don't, they're going to eat him alive. What yeah. y'all are gonna do is y'all are gonna tank and you're gonna take Caleb Williams or Spencer Rattler next year. Oh god. Nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Y'all probably get I I I can see y'all going second. If y'all can keep him healthy, I can see y'all going second in y'all's division. I like y'all's coach. I like Josh Yeah, Daniel. well, in – Dude, what happens if they two – Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Nah. Oh, nah, what I was going to say is, uh, I mean, as far as uh, – we we're, we have a beat on the Bills. Like, we, we, beat them, we beat them, and then we lost two close games. And one of those games, Tua didn't even play. We had Skyler Thompson playing quarterback. Um, the other game, Teddy Bridgewater started. You know, the game that Tua started, we beat them. I mean, it was it was a tight game. It was a really good game, but I don't know. I think, you know, if if he doesn't learn how, he's taking jujitsu so he can learn how to fall, right, bro? Like this, <laughs> this man. It, it's getting to that point where you're like, dude, your health is in such bad shape. You know, people are worried about you. I'm not, but not. I want the Steelers to take either um, – honestly, I want us to take Joey Porter Jr. And then I yeah. I would love to get um, Jordan Addison in, in the second round. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm hoping he slides because I don't think – honestly, looking at the draft, I don't see too many teams going for I – th- I don't know if four receivers will go in the first round. So no, I'm kind of banking on that. Yeah, and if, if he slides to the, the second round, we have the first pick of the second round. And mm-hmm. – they want us to take a tackle, but I, from what I've read, we're not going to give up on Dan Moore because, again, he was in his second year last year. He played well, um, mm. and Chukarocker four, he played well too. It was our guard, so I, I would like to get Jordan Addison honestly to secure our slot, um, yeah, and pair him with old NFL young boy George Pickens and uh, <laughs> uh, DJ, and see see what's happening. But if we don't, I'm fine with that. But um, yeah. Fellas, last topic. We were talking about this briefly earlier when we mentioned Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. Dana White privilege, boys. It's real as fuck. We have homeboy. And Dana doubled down last night after Sam Bagan smashed Cheeto Vera and pretty much said, uh, why, why doesn't Colby deserve a shot? Because he doesn't fucking do anything. He gets yeah. rewarded with another title shot, his third title shot, after beating Jorge Masvidal a year and a half ago. That's it. Yeah, in that same absurd. in that same time frame, Hamzat has won three fights. Gilbert Burns is two and one. 
Bilal Muhammad has won like four or five fucking fights in a row. Yeah, dude, I yeah. talked to Isaiah about this previously. I was like, I'd make him fucking fight. I'd make him fight Usman again. Next, and the it, next guy fights for the belt. Yeah, either either that or have him fight Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, and have him fight and, Bilal and you, he, for the who, for a chance at the title shot. Yeah, whoever looks more, uh, whoever looks better as far as like Gilbert Burns when he fights Jorge Masvidal this coming weekend, um, and then those two, whoever looks the best has the best performance you get a title shot but dana's just giving it to him i honestly and again i like colby as a fighter but what's i hope he, leon kicks the shit i was about to say him. what's he gonna do when when leon edwards knocks him the fuck out though you know what i mean like he's so so this is what dana is gonna do because we've seen it we've seen it with tyron woodley you have a, a stud champion but because he he like you have other guys who maybe are talked about more because they have a shtick and they're going to make him as a businessman more money. He's going to allow them to fight for the championship. Be, like because of that, he's going to overlook people. So what's going to happen is, is Colby's going to get knocked the fuck out. He's going to then have to fight Dustin Poirier, and that'll probably be the last fight of his career. And then after that, he's going to punish Leon for knocking out Colby Covington and give him Hamzat. Yeah. And that to be honest, that's a bad matchup for Leon Hamzat is because like. Colby tries to wrestle to wear you out. Hamzat's yeah. trying to smash you, no homo. Like he's trying to yeah. take you down, beat you up, make like he's trying to Hamzat wants his fights to be two minutes. He wants to come in, throw a couple jabs, leg kick, shoot, take you down, beat the fuck out of you, make a mistake, boom, he chokes you the fuck out. He gets the fuck up out. He gets on the bike, oh, I kill everybody, brother. I kill everybody. And then walk the fuck out. Like that. He wants yeah. it to be a quick night. So but yeah. yeah. Because he, his gas tank is not good, and Gilbert Burns showed that. Yeah, he. Oh boy. It's. I, I don't know if it's necessarily like just his gas tank or the pace, because yeah. the pace he fights at is it's it's so um, Aljamain is similar. I don't yeah. think Aljo has a bad gas tank, but the pace he fights at is so fucking high and frantic that. Yeah. You get into the third round, motherfucker. Start. <laughs> yeah, breathing super hard. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I can see that as well. But no, I think yeah, Colby. You need to fight somebody else that has put together a better, you know, couple of years than you. You lost. You lost twice in a title fight, and then you beat Jorge Masvidal, who has lost in his MMA career almost twenty times. And he's lost his last three. Yes. Well, he had lost his last two, but he just got his head knocked into the fucking next dimension. Yeah. When is the last time he won a fight? That was Ben Askren. Who? Uh, yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, was it Ben Askren? No, ben Askren. Nate. Nate Diaz. Yo, yeah. Yo, so yeah, who, uh, fight. Yeah. Who, yeah. who ranked inside the top 10 has Colby Covington beat? Um, that's in the top 10 right now, no one. And yeah. let, unless uh, Rafael Dos Anjos is in, but he went back down to lightweight, so I don't think he's. No, he's. I don't think he's beat anybody in the top. The, the The thing with the welterweights, though, is I think the only one who has a win against a top ten contender is Camaro and Leon. I think that's it. Oh yeah. Oh, Bilal, yeah. Bilal, yeah, Bilal may as well. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Hamzat Hamzat was like ranked like fifteen when he fought Gilbert Burns. Yeah. And. When he got that dub, he shot straight up. It's the same. It's similar to how uh, oh, Sean O'Malley did with when he Sean O'Malley was like 13. He beat uh, Peter Yan, and then he shot up to number two. 
Yeah, which, man, if we're talking about that division, y'all need to quit sleeping on Sanhagen, okay? Look, that, so, so this Tired is, of we're it. talking about, we're talking about Dana White privilege. Me and you talked about it before, at, like, before we started recording. Yeah. It, it, depending on who you are, that's how many fights you get. Sean O'Malley has fought two people that are ranked. Yep. Uh, Pedro Munoz, which uh, legal eye poke, that shit got shut down. And then uh. Peter Yan, which was a, a like a very close fight. Either way yeah. you scored it, it's fine. It was a very – like that was could be considered the fight of the year. Um, but it was a really good fight. And then he immediately gets a title shot. Meanwhile, yeah. you have Cheeto Vera who's fought fucking Sanhagen, Frankie Edgar, Godwin. Jose Aldo. Yeah, like he's fought all these people. Sanhagen's had to fight Aljamain. Yeah. Right. And fucking uh um Sanhagen's had to fight like yeah, Dillashaw, Peter Yan, Cheeto Vera. Like he's yeah. had to fight all these killers to not even get a fucking title shot. Wasn't yeah. that rainbow-haired like, motherfucker fight tomato cans, and now he gets to fucking get a shot at the strap? Yeah, he fought. It's he, all right, he, dude. Aljo's in a wrestle. Fuck him into some. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if Aljo's going to fight him. Aljo's about to fight Henry, uh, yeah. and if Henry beats if Henry beats him, he's going up to fight. Try to fight Alex Volkanovski um, in the featherweight division, and it'll probably be an interim title fight. And it, I at this, I don't know. I would to be honest, a, a fight that I would love for Dana to make. So, well, two things are going to happen. One, Sean O'Malley said he wants to fight um, Rob Valiushi or whatever, Aljo's training partner, mm-hmm. who just skull-fucked uh, Peter Yan. So he's wanting yeah. that because he wants to show that he could wrestle. The best yeah. stylistically uh, fight that I would love to see, Sanhagen versus Sean. Yeah. Because yeah. They're both good strikers. Sean, honestly- Sean, has, yeah, Sean has power. Sanhagen has power. I think Sanhagen is a little bit better technically, not yes. to take anything away from Sean. The only reason I say that though is because I've seen Sean or I've seen Corey do that against higher level strikers Absolutely. than I have uh Sean. Yeah. Now am I saying yeah. Sean's not gonna be there? Nah, he 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 showed a lot to me against uh Jan. I still think he lost that fight, but he showed a lot yeah. against Jan. I and think so too. I want to see him do it again before getting a title shot. Yeah. But because he's a fan favorite and people love him and he's going to make a lot of fucking money. Dana's like, I don't give a fuck. You're getting a title shot, bro. Yeah. I, but I also think that a thing that really impressed me last night with the Sanhagen fight is his control time. He had seven minutes of control time and he took him down. Cheeto's my favorite fighter. Yeah. And he beat his ass. (laughs) That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't a fight. And then Cheeto, Tried to do the late round. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, oh, I'm just gonna try to blitz you and try to knock you out. And he got so frustrated with the movement of Sanhagen. He got frustrated with the movement, and he was still getting taken down. What does that say? You want, you're not moving. You want to know? The crazy thing is, is out of all the people that Sanhagen has fought and lost to, the only person that figured out his movement was Peter Yan. Yeah, Aljo caught him early in the fight. Where he it. just was, yeah, jumped on his back, go to sleep, buddy. And yeah. uh, TJ Dillashaw just pushed him against the fence. Not a lot happened. Yeah, Peter Young was the only one who actually could figure out his movements and and yeah. do all that shit. But yeah, I'm still it's, upset it's with that result. Of I'll never, I'll never live that down. Okay, what? Sanhagen didn't lose to Dillashaw. I don't care, man. Why I I don't. Sanhagen? But bro, 
I don't. Yeah, the split decision. The judges are. Yeah. I don't. I want them to come out and release what the fuck they're looking for. What's the rules and stuff? Because I thought, I, me personally, I thought Islam lost to Alex Volkanovsky. Did he take him down? Yes, he took him down a few times, but he, he did, did nothing, nothing with. with yeah. yeah, and while he's got him down, Volkanovsky is fucking him. He's punching him to where Islam is like having to move and adjust like that. So it looks like Alex is on the offensive and Islam's on the defensive. And I'm just like, that should score more. And but it doesn't. And it's like, what what do y'all because against TJ, that's what they look for. It's a dub. But then in certain fights it's like, oh no, we don't want we don't like wrestling. But some fights yeah. it's a re- and it's just like, dude, I tell think, me what y'all want. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Dana's it's like NBA refs. He tells them what he wants for for a fight and they're like, all right, we'll score it that way. So (laughs) I I seen that Brendan Schaub had said that uh, Ariel Hawani came through and was like, Dana doesn't have a, have control over who the judges are. It's, it's picked by the commission. But Uh what he thinks it is, is he thinks, and he knows that if these judges come out and they do something or pick someone that they think that Dana doesn't like, they will never be able to ref another UFC fight. fight. Yeah. And yeah, judge another fight. And they don't make as much money with like Bellator or, or other yeah. organizations as they do in the UFC. It's so fixed, they, they, dude. Yeah, like, they to look, a certain they degree. look, yep, because they want to look good for Dana and make sure that the people they think are Dana's boys are going to win or girls, uh, yeah. but they want them to win. So there's fights. That's why you have things like last night where it's like, how the fuck how? is that a split decision? Yeah. How does one judge give that to Cheeto? Yeah. And it's like that's fucking nuts. He but maybe again, won the third round. Maybe yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't Every understand how a judge gave it to him. But yeah, yeah. I th- I honest honestly I think it's I don't think Dana is like has anybody's ear. I just think they're just trying to look good for him. Um, yeah. And what I will the last thing I'll say about this is, bro, on that press conference that I watched earlier of Dana, he looks like he's he's starting to age a lot faster. Yeah, that slap fighting shit took it out yeah. of him. Yeah, it took a lot of years off of his life. life. The thing that pisses me off is that you go from, what did they, they, the split decision was 40, 48, 47, and then 49, 45 was the first two scorecards? Yeah, it was what? Yeah, it was stupid. Like, how is it that skewed? And the, um, who was, who was the judges? Sal? One guy I never heard of, and I can't I can't think of the third dude, but Sal was the one that scored at 49-45, which yeah, was right. It's, yeah, it's until they uh, – to be honest, I think as the sport gets older, what I would like to see is former fighters be judges. Yeah. I think that would, that would help because they can at least – Well, they don't want do, that because they, they know those guys will call those fights right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah the, the commission won't do it that way because – they just won't, and a lot of the older fighters are too busy. Like, like you'll never see Rampage Jackson or somebody like that doing a like judging a fight just because yeah. he's Rampage is he's a character. He he wouldn't yeah. want to do that. He wouldn't want to sit behind the camera. But yeah, I man, I, that shit, man. bro. I I got off work and was watching that fight, and I was thinking to myself, yeah, Cheeto's not doing anything, like. <laughs> He's not doing anything to stuff take. He 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 did a good job of sprawling the last two rounds on Corey's takedowns, but outside of that, he wasn't he wasn't landing. I mean, Sandhagen was just polished, man. I mean, he's just touching him. 
leg kicks, touching them, body shots, touching them, jabs, touching them, doing doing a really good job of moving and frustrating Cheeto. And Cheeto wasn't able to touch him. He wasn't pause. He wasn't able to land land shots on him. <laughs> and, <laughs> I can't. You know, I'm really interested to see how the fights are going to go this weekend, especially considering you know. Oh, oh, Izzy versus Pereira. Yeah. Man, you know what time it is, Barry. You know exactly what time Pereira it is. Will beat his ass uh... again. Watch. Nah, I think it, I, I think I think I think Izzy wins. I think Izzy uh, Izzy's gonna win just because he's not gonna he's gonna he's gonna check his uh, the leg kick. He's not gonna get tired uh, or he's not gonna be able to not be mobile and get caught. Because he was the first, the first fight, the first four rounds, he was really the first five, all five rounds, he was smashing Pereira pause and then couldn't move and got got clipped and yeah. looked like he he dropped his his fucking phone in the dark and couldn't find it. But yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a good fight. I honestly, I can I mean, see either one winning. Cause, yeah, yeah, because Pereira is motherfucking hits hard, real hard, yeah, and exactly. And he's talking about also moving up to 205 to fight Jamal Hill. I like yeah. to see that fight too. I like Jamal Hill, but I, I hope knew he, that he was gonna beat the shit out of Glover though. Come me on, too. Me too. Glover is just old, bro. It's, he's old, you know, but he's I, Jamal is he's a different type of of dude. He's cool too. The, that might be the weakest division in the fucking UFC now. What light heavyweight? Light heavy? Uh, either light heavyweight or heavyweight. Yeah. Well, heavyweight Biggest, is gonna be hey, hold up, man. Hold up for man. a while, fellas. John John Jones, baby. Nah, John Jones is shit, but I'm saying like besides John Jones in the heavyweight division now, it's everybody's ass. And really, well, Stipe too. John Jones and Stipe. Other than that, like even Francis, like I'm I I will stand on this hill until something different happens. I've said John Jones will run through Francis. If if Francis has to wrestle Surreal Gone, he's gonna have to wrestle John Jones. And is, is yeah. he gonna be able to wrestle John Jones like he wrestled Surreal Gone? Absolutely not. No. No, not even close. <laughs> so it's not even, and I guess Surreal Gon is working on his wrestling now because he was frustrated with the result of that fight. But bro, you are bigger than John Jones. You do not fight John Jones and not have any wrestling. That's yeah, the that's you should have been working on that shit before and all the shit that he was talking before the fight of you know I've been working and I'm gonna surprise anybody. You get took down once and get fucking choked out so easy that no one even knew that you were choked out. Yeah, I barely even Everybody knew was like, tapped. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck happened? And then when yeah. they showed it, DC was like, oh my God, he's choking the shit out of him, basically. I was like, yeah, that's... Uh, and we all looked at... Because I think I think Joe Rogan said, it's not in. Yeah, the, Joe the said it's not in. under the chin. He's fine. And DC was saying, like, if John can get higher, it's, then he'll he'll get... And then as he was saying it, Surreal started tapping. Like, he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's... And what's insane to me is that he is such – John Jones literally took three years off, gained 30 pounds, and just easily be one of the top contenders in the heavyweight division. I think it'd be interesting to see John Jones fight, you know, just a slugging heavyweight dude. Like, put a – give Ty a shot. Give Ty Tuivasa a shot. Fuck it. I just want to see. I just want to find out. Well, you just want to see him take him down and choke the fuck out of him? Well, no, I'm just, because you know Ty. Ty is gonna try to stand there and throw, and he threw with Cyril gone, and he ended up getting knocked out. So I'm kind of interested to see if he's worked on his game a little bit. Or, he probably you know, has, Derek, but he he, he probably has. But the mm-hmm. difference, 
The difference when you fight John Jones is, is you're fighting someone who controls distance as Surreal Gun does it. John Jones does a little thigh kick to keep you at bay. He makes yeah. you fight at his length. Yeah. Ty just sitting there throwing this shit. He's gonna gas himself out and get chucked the fuck out. Yeah. That check is gonna John be a good Jones fight. This is a fucking nasty kick that fucks people's legs up. Yep. And Boom. everybody hates it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a dude they were trying to make that kick it. illegal, dude. It's like, man. <laughs> The, now, bro. the only only reason they're trying, I mean, and everybody does it now. You can go back and watch when Connor knocked out Jose Aldo. Connor threw it. Yeah. Every, like everybody's starting to throw it now. It's bro, John Jones. This is how crazy John Jones is. This is how crazy good John Jones is. He starts throwing that now. Everybody throws it. You remember whenever ESPN had like they jizzed in their pants because they're like, or Joe Rogan too. Oh my God, those those shoulders that Connor is throwing. John Jones has been throwing that for five years, that way for before. Forever, yeah. yeah. I'm like, bro, yeah. get off Connor's nuts, but yeah, that's it's how an crazy. Annoying, it's an annoying thing to do in the clinch. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's just bouncing your chin. You could bite Boom. your tongue doing that. But, and stomps. John, John did it like way back then because people were like, <laughs> if we can keep him close, he can't yeah. throw elbows. So he was yeah. like, well, all right, well, I'm gonna make you let I'm go fucking, of me. I'll put that shoulder into. I would say a lot of those foot like, and a lot of the like you know the foot stomps and shit like that. It's just to immobilize his opponent like it's immobilize just his separation you. and bam yeah when you he's, throw foot stomps and that shit hurts so what are you gonna do you're gonna pull your foot up you're not gonna keep your foot in there no because that shit hurts yep i agree but uh, fellas we back we go ahead and end this motherfucker here do y'all have anything else to say to the people before we talk to them next week yeah man i got nothing it's good to be back man I look forward to doing this every week just getting yeah. together and shooting the breeze with you boys so yeah, especially it's it's really good to do during the off season because it gives us a lot of topics to discuss as far as off season and football. You know, I think we all kind of gave up on committing to watching the NBA because it's been so no. Bad. I I I watch it. I do watch it. It's, it it is hard to watch. Like I I hate the foul baiting. That's all I'm gonna say. I ain't gonna yeah. get on it. That and then UFC's a year round thing. You know, it's always good to talk fights and. You know shit that's happening in the world today, man. I'm I'm excited yeah. to be back. I'm, I'm I think it'd be cool too when, once the NFL starts up and college football starts up. We can continue. Just it'll give us more storylines. We can talk more um, and be hopefully give these motherfuckers something that they want to listen to. And hopefully, by the grace of God, NCAA football does come out in July. Man, I hope. But yeah, man, leave the people with some words. Tell them what's up. Um. Keep being great. That's all I got. <laughs> Man, fuck y'all. Y'all motherfuckers ain't great. No, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> I hope y'all stay great. But yeah, we will talk to y'all next week. Peace. Peace out.